0: Well, welcome to another edition of the Exponential Nuts and Bolts of church planting webinar, So I'm your host, Sean Cronin. And I get to work with Passion for Planting, the church planting ministry of New Life Christian Church. We're in the Washington, D.C. area, and we get to equip leaders to help start multiplying churches. And with me today, like usual, is Patrick Bradley, my co-host, and we got a special guest, Chris Passick, with us today to talk about spreading the word, about marketing. How do you invite more people to get more people um, to know about your church and hopefully be able to check you out. Before we get to Chris, I want to talk to Patrick. Patrick, how are you and what's new in your life?
1: Good morning, everyone. It's great to be here and plugged in. Uh, Just got my office reset up yesterday after having moved across the country. So big adventures this summer for my family. And uh, I may or may not have uh, underestimated the disruption that would be to life and work and everything else.
0: Nice. Yeah, we're we're happy that we've get Patrick now here in Northern Virginia in the DC area so he's not too far but uh yeah a lot of moving a lot of, a lot of moving pieces recently but settling in right now so seems like life's getting a little bit back to normal for for them but Chris Pasick joining us from Michigan all right so Midwest represent so Chris uh, how are you doing today
2: Yeah, I'm doing great. Um, uh, If you followed uh, the weather patterns, you got the west coast, uh, northern west coast steaming up, um, and then the Midwest is just flooded. So we've had rain every day, Um, but today the sun is shining, and so it's like, wow, you know, uh, I-94 can stop being a river. You know, like, no joke, there's actually videos of people being on our highways in jet skis. So anyway, but uh, I don't know. Um, that, that's uh, that's bizarre for the summer for us, but it's great. Sun's shining. I'm good, happy. Uh, it's a good day.
0: Yeah, yeah. Summer's in Michigan. I had the opportunity to spend a couple, some time in the summer in Michigan. It's a great place. Growing up in Buffalo, that was the season that we always looked forward to. Had to kind of make it through winter, but summers were always great. And so while we're excited to have Chris on today, Uh, Chris has been uh, a church planter, working with Passion for Plants for several years now. He came through our assessment process. He came through our training with our residency program. Um, He he went through our project management um, and then planted Unite Community Church. Uh, What was it, uh, about two
2: years ago now that you launched? Uh, We're coming up on our third birthday, and that's so in September, we'll be three. And so put that timeline in with COVID and you got our story. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, well, Chris, before we get into the conversation
0: about spreading the word about your church, just give us a little bit about kind of who you are and um, a little bit about Unite Community Church.
2: Yeah. Well, like uh, Sean said, my name's Chris. And and the biggest thing I know about me is, man, I'm a huge fan of Passion for Planning. I'm a passion for planning like fanboy uh, project probably because i uh, because literally I went through every step of the way and, uh, and really, you know, our story of our church or me um, came through passion. And so uh, if you're listening, watching, thinking about planting a church or whatever, man, check them out. I'm telling you the fact that one of their directors moved across the country, right? From California over to uh, the DC area, man, I'm telling you, shows that, man, they got great leadership, vision, uh, and really just awesome systems to follow. Um, so anyway, so that is number one, um, outside of that, ma'am, 38, uh, like I said, we planted our church, uh, coming up on our third birthday. Um, uh, and so what we did was I grew up kind of in the Detroit area, but we planted in the Ann Arbor area. So if you're familiar with the geography of Michigan there, that's the university of Michigan go blue. Um, although, they're having some struggles right now with some things, but we'll we'll move on from that uh, but um but yeah, so uh planting a church was i mean as always um I, it's a wild, wild ride, you know I, I think Sean said this before is uh he said it's like like if you took sports, you know like it's the adrenaline junkie aggressive sports of all sports, you know, so if you take uh like you know aggressive sports like skateboarding um you know. Uh, the crazy mountain bikers, you know, I mean, that's what it's like. It's like jumping off a cliff and going, God, catch me. Boom, And you just, <laughs> you don't know what, what things you're going to do. You're flipping in the air and just making it happen. Um, so our story is unique, uh, but it's fun. And God's taking care of us. Um, um, my wife is Tracy. She's the creative arts director of our church. And, and she kind of fell into that, which was cool. And so, man, we're a happy family. I got two boys, seven and nine. Um, yeah, that's a little bit about who I am, you know.
0: Yeah. And so if you are t- tuning in from the state of Ohio, do not <laughs> have that against Chris. Yeah. 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 Uh, you could just- Chris, he's a good guy. Okay. Just, just forget the whole go blue thing. Okay. It's all good. All good. <laughs> I was born in
1: Columbus. So go bucks.
0: Yeah. <laughs> true. So um, yeah, as we think about church planting, we're thinking about spreading the word. Um, as we go through this webinar, one thing we love to do is answer questions. So if you've got a specific question um, related to church planting, specifically maybe even marketing, spreading the word, um, you know, we, we would love to be able to address those questions. So you can throw those in the chat, um, and then we'll hopefully be able to address those. If we don't get to them, um, you know, we can get them, and then hopefully get your email address um, and correspond with you later. Um, but thinking about spreading the word, um, Chris, let's kind of go back now in time to thinking about, okay, you're preparing to launch, you're trying to get the word out so it's not just you and your family, right, and a couple team yeah. members. What were some things that you did in order to spread the word so your church wasn't, you know, the best-kept secret in your community?
1: Huh.
2: Yeah, great question. So, um, and this to me is probably the bread and butter of why you guys are tuning in, okay? So, when we launched Unite Community Church, um, just like you guys and everyone, yeah, I mean, you you know, you you draw Disneyland. Here's what I'm going to do, right, and, and you got you know, probably a multi-site idea, why your ideas are going to work and all these other churches, like you're going to, you're going to borrow and steal or innovate, keep up, you know, all all these things. Um, And then, well, you have to have a square one and a starting point. And so for us, um, like I shared a little bit, uh, we, I grew up in the Detroit area, okay, just south of Detroit. Um, We moved about 45 minutes west to the Ann Arbor area, Okay. And in my mind, uh, I was like, you know, what drew us to the area were the universities. Okay. I I spent 11 years as a college pastor. Okay. Uh, The last couple years of that 11 year tenure was I I doubled as the middle school, high school, and college pastor in a larger church. And so I was like overall three. Um, But the point is, is that I fell in love with the universities. Uh, We had a lot of students that were commuting to uh, the university. There's also a secondary university called Eastern Michigan University. They're both kind of like right there. Um, So we threw events on the university, uh, big worship nights. Um, Think like, uh, you know, we we try to unite all the campus, Christian campus organizations for worship nights, things like that. So I fell in love with the Ypsilanti and Ann Arbor area just as a whole to go like, like, man, like I, I love this area in a sense of, you know, there's a lot of young people, a lot of innovation. Uh, also, for me, the, the vision of planting our church was, well, we want to see people far from God, discover and love Jesus. You know, that, that, that's our mantra, you know, it's like, man, we want to do whatever it takes. Um, and so, you know, my thought was, you know, if you want to change the world where you got to go to a place where the world's going to, okay, and so you have these two universities, okay, one is a the powerhouse U of them right it's just kind of like a national university but then there's eastern right down the road and so for us we were like all right let's go there let's launch um you know and then we you know well what do we do because well i moved my family okay and i don't care if you're moving your family from the west coast to the east coast or even just 45 minutes down the road like it's hard uh and then you have to figure out new neighborhoods new relationships a new city new culture And one thing that uh, we didn't anticipate was how different culture was from like the suburbs of South Detroit, Southern Detroit to Washtenaw County or the Ann Arbor area. Um, And so it was kind of like culture shock when we moved there, you know, it just kind of was what it was. Um, But what we did is we did some things really, really good, uh, but we had to learn to adapt to our culture and the city around us versus just blaze forward with our pre pre-plan. Okay. So what we did to start it off. Okay. We did what, like we filed the playbook. Okay. So one of the big things to me, if I give any advice to any planter is run the playbook that in my case, passion for planting gave us, you know, I mean, I mean, you're in these planting networks or these churches have went before you have done things, And so, yes, we need to innovate, but run the playbook. And so for us, we we started to decide, well, if we're going to get the word out, we're going to do interest parties. Right. And so our very first thing is we're going to let all of Ann Arbor, all of Ypsilanti know, Unite Community Church is here. And here was our marketing scheme. We're the coolest, hippest, newest Jesus movement church in the world i mean that was our i mean we didn't put that on a, like a billboard or anything but that was our mindset you know it was like we're super cool we're young we're gonna like i said build disneyland watch out other churches um and so we we rented out a coffee shop like the whole thing um we decided we had like we like the coffee shop had like this as right downtown ann arbor it had this um uh like grass area in front of it and so we brought like yard games we we like had like some music inside of the cafe. We had free coffee for everyone. Any drinks you wanted. We had a snack bar. I mean, we had it all set up. Like like you know, we had our signs up and all this kind of stuff. And so what we did was then we like we were like da 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 da. We put it all on our Facebook. Our launch team put it all on our Facebooks. And then we showed up with our launch team, which at the time was pretty substantial. I mean, we had about thirty five people, forty people on our launch team. Okay, which is a pretty big launch team. So I'm seeing my launch team's social media posts. I am the one putting the flag out there like, bam, Unite Community Church. Here's my flag in front of this coffee shop. Hello, world, we're here. And, 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 a, <laughs> and in that moment, I realized we're off because look, no one came but our launch team. So sure, there was you know, 35, 40 people out there playing cornhole and like jamming out some music. But no one came, you know, and then there was like some stragglers. So we got desperate. We just started like, remember, this was downtown Ann Arbor, right on Washington, right in the heart of the university. So then we're like, wow, we got to do something. Um, and this was summertime, so it wasn't as busy. But we just started to try to grab people off the streets like, hey, church. <laughs> and they were like, who are you? And we don't care. You know, I mean, that, that was it. Um, but we did end up getting three people to fill out three connect cards. Um, and that was the whole event. Um, and I remember I went home and I was like, okay, I'm just going to lick my wounds for a day or two because this is not good. <laughs> you know? Um, in fact, uh, Patrick Bradley, um, he was, uh, kind of my coach, uh, planting, uh, inside of all that. And so, I mean, I, I remember telling him, I'm like, well, that didn't work. Um, and you know, and, and what was so nice about him is he's like, well, instead of identifying what the problems were, why don't we look at the problems as opportunities right? Like what opportunities did this present us? And I'm like, well, here's the opportunity, anything besides what we did. I mean, that was, that was it, you know? And and at that moment, um, uh, we had to kind of throw, I don't want to say throw away the playbook, but realize if we're going to a college town with universities, generally a pretty liberal city. Um, also we have no uh, relationships outside of my circle and sphere, you know, like, like, like like all of a sudden before we even launched our church, we had the same problem every church in America seems to have, or I'm sorry, every smaller church in America seems to have is that everyone knows everyone and therefore it just starts keeps keep spinning inside. You see what I mean? And they don't mean to, like we didn't mean to, but all of a sudden I'm going, okay, like I thought there was all this hype about our church. I thought, man, this is going well because our insiders were hyped, but the problem was we were all hyped with each other and we just made a ball, you know? Um, and so what we started to realize was to get the word out is we started. We had to try harder is what we went to first. And so what we did naturally was like, all right, well, I'm just going to go crazy with flyers and invite cards. So I remember I printed up the sweetest invite cards you'd ever seen, you know, because that's what planners do. You know, they're so awesome. And we went to then the university and just started passing out flyers, right? Um, And in that, I remember as I was on the university, like we were setting tables up, of our church unannounced just as classes were meeting out like letting go just boom like trying to plague everyone with flyers and again it was like man this this doesn't no one cares you know because you're a church you know and, and if you're trying to reach people far from god again you gotta give them a, like what's the church mean what why is it any different than any other church i mean there's all these things right so what all that did through failure is we started to realize and this is what god kind of put in my heart was if we're going to spread the word through different community things, then we have to add value to the community. Okay. And that's where we started to have this shift of perspective of community engagement, where for what what, what we did was we stopped with the whole, we're the new cool church in town. And what we started to do is go, okay, how do we unite with the community that's already existing? Hence the name of our church, unite community church. Right. Um, and so what we did was we started partnering with the school districts. Um, and this is where it got really cool where, uh, a few weeks later, uh, you know, the schools were doing their end of the year, like thing. Okay. And so our church launched in September. And so we were starting our pre parties in May, early June. Okay. Um, and so we partnered with one of the local elementary schools and we asked them like, Hey, what's, you know, we just want to unite with what you're doing. Okay. What things are you doing and what can we add value to? Um, And what was fascinating, she's like, well, we have this um, uh, field day coming up. And I'm like, oh, well, what's field day. And she started to share how, you know, they're a low budget school. They don't have a lot of money. Um, And so what they do because they don't have a budget for it is that the teacher just set up stations and the kid, and they just find whatever things they can find from their gym class and they just bring it outside and they have teachers run these stations for kids and they call it field day you know kids go out and just play all day um and i was like oh well did like parents help or whatever and the teacher the principal was like oh i wish the parents would help and i'm like you don't have parent engagement she's like oh no she's like we're a real under-resourced community um most families are single moms so they're at work so we do this the teachers run it and it is what it is. And I, and that's where the light bulb started going off where I was like, okay, well, if you can dream big for your school, what on top of field day, what could field day be if you had some resources? What could field day be? Or bigger than that, how can we get parents to engage in the school again, right? I mean, that, that was the big question. Um, and so the principal had this awesome idea. Don't miss, that's a key point of it is it was the principal's idea. It wasn't mine. And the principal was like, you know what I would love to have? Is a field day where my teachers could just be with the kids. They didn't have to run the games. Okay, you see the light bulb starting to go off in my head. I'm like, well, wow, we could run the games. Um, Secondly, um, she said that I would love to try to get the parents engaged more. And I started to say, well, what what, would that look like? She said, well, it'd probably look like after hours. It'd probably look like after school. She's like, you know, we attack, like right next to the school is this big park. Um, She's like, you know, I think it would be cool to do something in the park. And so me and her started to brainstorm and I was like, well, what if we did like a family barbecue where, what if, okay, we come in for field day and we serve your school where we run all the games. Secondly, what if then we donated a little bit of money, not even a ton, but what if instead of just doing these field game day games that you have resources for, but what if we tapped into other churches, resources, other friends, other companies What if we put some resource into it, got bounce houses, we got um, actual different, you know, like, like fun things for kids to do. Um, I was like, she's like, oh, I would love that. I would love that. And I'm like, and then what if we did a family barbecue where you, it's just an Erickson community event. So the, the school is called Erickson Elementary School. I'm like, so it's like an Erickson barbecue. And all we'll do is we will just buy all the food. We will serve all the people and we'll run all the same field day games that the kids already played. So we'll just leave it all set up and we'll just have the families meet at like five, five thirty, and we'll have some music going and it'll go. And then the only thing we ask is that we get to give a, do a big giveaway. And the principal was like, what do you mean a big giveaway? Um, and I was like, like, what does every kid want? We're going to buy that item and we're going to just give it away to a family. And the, I mean, the principal was like mind blown, you know what I mean? Um, And then here's the, here's the, how you do it. Right. Was well to enter into the raffle to get the item we had for the kids. Well, the parents or the kids had to fill out a connect card. See where I'm going with this. And then we dug out of the connect bin. Here's a name, bam. And we ended up giving away a Nintendo switch because three years ago, those were like the hot item, you know? Um, And so it was so cool about that was all of a sudden, like, like our creative arts team started working with the school the school started to tell us what information to put on the card the school then actually then as we printed it off it was like an erickson elementary school barbecue i mean that was the whole thing like like it was the first and this was so mind-blowing to me it was the first like invite card i had ever printed okay and this was after even in my being a college pastor or youth pastor or anything where the community school was the centerpiece of the flyer, not the church, right? And so down in the little bottom corner, it said presented by Unite Community Church or maybe sponsored by I don't remember what it was, but we, we had this teensy tiny little corner. And I remember looking, so as I got them printed at Kinko's, you know, got them all cut, we then took them up. I remember looking at these things going, wow, this is their event, this is their thing. And then what was neat about that, because it was their event, because it was their thing, the principals in the whole school district was able to distribute the flyers, invite all the families. And so then our second event, so the first event, zero, renting off a coffee shop, super expensive. The whole nine yards of all that goes into that yielded three people we begged to fill out cards. <laughs> okay, zero showed up, we begged three people off the streets. We ran this barbecue. There was over 250 people that showed up to this thing. I mean, it was like BAM! And we, I mean, we were like, whoa, you know, and, and then on top of that, okay, like we were able to give them something valuable for their community, something way beyond they ever could have without the church. And that became what solidified the vision and mission of our church. It solidified our name, Unite Community Church. Like it started to breed everything we were doing as a church to go, you know what, maybe this marketing thing, maybe getting the word out, maybe the trick is that if you attach your name as a church to something that is valuable to the community and adds value to the community, maybe that's what people are looking for. Maybe that's what people Far from God would give a chance to a church for. And from that point forward, that summer, man, um, we just shifted our view to say, rather than being the cool church with cool worship band and cool music, instead, what if we just united with the community and everything they did, we just said, Hey, what, what are you up to and how can we add value to it? Something you don't have a budget for, a dream list, a dream item. And that became our mantra, right? Right through the summer, we'd go down to the local park, um, you know, and uh, we would do like just barbecues for everyone and anyone, right? So we'd be in a park just grilling up and we would grill good food, like not like junk food. I mean, like grilled chicken and like name brand soda and actually have enough coolers to make the soda cold because it's not lukewarm, you know? I mean, but but like- Things that people are like, wow, this is like a good meal. Like, wow, thank you. You know, um, later on that summer, there was this thing they called it Ipsy Fest. Um, remember, there's Ann Arbor right next to it is Ypsilanti, um, the other city that's more under resourced. Uh, but they, um, they had Ipsy Fest. And so our idea is we rented a booth, right? It's kind of like Ipsy Fest is kind of like a street fair almost, think of. Um, but again, think about a street fair. Most of the time, it's all right, I got my booth and here's what we're going to do. We're going to put give water bottles and slap our church name on a water bottle and wrap that thing. And like, Whoa, there we are. And, and our church was like, well, hold on. I mean, that's great, but does that really add value? And it does because it gives people water, but we said, well, what would be, what would I want? Right. Um, and we started to then think through our target audience, which was going to be young families, people with young kids. And so then we actually made a booth as, and, and what we did was we, we made our booth a comfort station for young families, right? Where we had games to play for kids. Uh, We had shade for parents to just come relax and hang out. Um, And and what we did was we created almost like we tried to create like a a kid oasis, right? Where if you're like at a, almost like think of a street fair where it's hot, there's vendors everywhere and you just want to break, you know, your kids are nagging at you like, mom, mom, I want to go home. This is boring. Well, we were like, well, if you come to our tent, The kids are never going to want to leave. I mean, that was our goal, right? Um, Now, did we nail it? Of course not. I mean, we were a brand new church, but we, but people appreciated that, that we was like, wow, my kid can just come here and you'll watch him while I sit over here. So we weren't checking kids in or anything, but it was just like, I can sit, my kids can have a snack, they can have drinks, they have things to play with. And then the parents, I mean, we just pampered them, you know I mean? Give them the very best. And so, so those were the things that all of a sudden out of nowhere Unite Community Church was known as different. You know, Unite Community Church was kind of making a name for itself because everything we showed up to, we added value to it. And then the apex of it all is then when we launched the church, okay? Um, we, we did the launch large model, okay? Um, and we had 352 people come to week one, day one, okay? And you'll never forget that number as a planter. Whatever your number was, whether it was 25, Seven thousand eight hundred and two. Doesn't no matter what your number was, but you never forget that number, right? But for us, it was three hundred and fifty-two. It was awesome, so cool to see. And so, but what we did was again, we want to add value to the community. Um, and so, what we did, and this become a tradition on our birthday, is that our very first offering, we collected it, and we do what we call our big give. And we challenged our church that we're not going to be a church that just sits on the sidelines, but we're going to actually unite with the community. And so, then day one, week one, rather than giving everyone swag. We're going to give everyone T-shirts or stickers to say, hey, here's invite cards. Go promote our church. What we did was he said, we dare you to give more than you've ever given to a church ever before in your life. Because every dime and every cent for day one, week one offering is going to go back to the schools. And then what was cool is when we went back to the schools and we said, hey, we're going to have a chunk of change. And I don't know how much it is, but if you could have have anything, what would it be? And what was so funny is so simple is – what Ypsilanti school wanted okay and Ypsilanti is more of like an inner city type school is they wanted a basketball rim. isn't that funny and I'm like wait a what a basketball room and they're like they're like yeah we don't have a basketball hoop it's been busted off and we need a special one that like you can remove the rim because otherwise kids just bust it and so I'm like okay well, I'm pretty positive we'll get a couple hundred bucks for a basketball rim. Now what? And, and so, but the bottom line is what was so cool is what came from our very first big give was we, we had um, uh, over $8,000 given that day in offering. And for a church planner, I mean, that's like blood money where you're like, hold it, baby. Cause next week's coming and we're going broke, you know, <laughs> but, but we promised we're, we're going to make impact. And so we actually gave that money and what the school did with it is they actually, actually uh, uh, rehabbed and re, Uh, did their whole entire playground at Erickson Elementary School, like uh, the asphalt, the basketball rim, they got that. Um, But, you know, the school is able to take it. And then from there, because of how school districts work, um, the board actually, you have to go before a school board for them to actually receive your money because anything over like a couple thousand bucks, the school board has to like vote on to receive. And so think about this, like, like we, we ain't been in a church a week yet. And here we are in front of the school board and they're having to vote on if they can receive our check, <laughs> you know? And, but you think about getting the word out, like all of a sudden, like if we were to just cut to where the cool church with awesome worship, with the awesome production, we got great sound guys, we get great small groups, you know, all, all that. And, and you need that stuff. So you can't have a bad band. You can't have a bad product or the church service, if you will. Um, but this started to feed the beast where all of a sudden in a moment, in one summer, all the way to day launch day, it seemed like everyone knew her name, even to this day, as we keep tracking along, like I just received an email this week from the mayor of the city of Ypsilanti to have a meeting with me um, because it's post COVID and she's just trying to rebuild her city. And and, and so there's that relationship that, that again, how, how in the world does the mayor of a city know me as this no name planter? Uh, well, It's because it's kept feeding itself. Does that make sense? And so that's like our story, how we had to rethink things. And and the big takeaway for you guys is to think through, if you're going to do events or do things, I would challenge you, unite with the community, right? Like what are they up to? And then start asking yourself, how can we add value to what they were already going to do? So much so that, put it this way, it gives the picture of the church to go, like how I pitch the idea to people that don't know me or whatever um, is I say, you know, I want to just be part of what you're doing. I don't want to re. I don't want to change it. But what I want to do is, I want to say, I want people to leave saying, "But because the church got involved in this event, we were already going to do anyway. The quality and value went up exponentially. No pun intended. Exponential. <laughs> but you see, but you you see that that started to feed the beast. And so for us, that's what we do to this day. It's what we continue to do. Um, we've launched a second church now. Um, or campus, if you will. And and that's our mantra there in that new city is is we're just doing the same thing. It's rinse and repeat. And again, it's, it's, it's starting to feed the beast. You know what I mean? Like all of a sudden, like people, they, they know us by our generosity and how we unite with the community, not by our logo or our band or any of that. You know what I mean? Um, they're, we're known as the church that's like no other church that actually wants to add value to our community. Yeah.
0: Thanks, Chris, for sharing. That's very, very inspirational. I'm sure, you know, people are thinking, man, um, how can we do that in our community and partner with things that are already going on and, and add value to our community? I know that's one mistake I, I, I sense church planters make. I've, I've, I've seen it. I've been there in the past, too, just thinking about, okay, we just need to get the word out, just get the word out, just get the word out, kind of like your first event, just get the word out, social media, whether flyers, you know, um, postcards, kind of like this big air campaign, yeah. or that, sometimes we call a ground campaign, you being the hands and feet of Jesus in your community, you know, oftentimes all of those marketing pieces just fall on deaf ears because people have no point of reference and no good, certainly no good point of reference to say, you know, kind of connect the dots between, oh, this church, oh, that's the church that serves our community. They, they, they add value to our community. Maybe I need to pay attention to this marketing piece that i just saw so we oftentimes say before you invite you know your community to some sort of service to an event you know serve your community um you know be the hands and feet of jesus in your community it will make those whatever you do for marketing getting the word out that much more effective yeah. Um, yeah and it is i mean you mentioned it before i mean you mentioned you know you doing a lot of marketing i do think i we do think hey you should be you should do the marketing thing. You should do the flyers. You should do billboards. You should do everything to get the name out so that you're not the best kept secret in your community. Because the fact is you're not competing against other churches in your community, but you are competing against all the other messages that everyone's hearing every single day, thousands of messages that are competing for people's attention. And so you're competing against the NFL and Coca-Cola and everything at the mall and, and all of these different messages. And we've got to have to be vocal and get the message of the gospel and get the message um, of our churches out so that people know, hey, you're welcome here. We've got something for you that can add value to your life.
2: Yeah. And let me be clear too, because we did do the marketing stuff as well. You know, so, so it was a both and I mean, maybe I missed, uh, didn't complete that thought that much, but we did. I mean, um, we, again, remember I said, follow the playbook. Okay. Um, especially Passion for Planning. They have a great marketing plan. Um, their coaches, you know, especially if you do uh, the full works of it all. I mean, you need to have a marketing plan, but, but the re but so, but, but those things together start to make the noise. So like we bought seven, seven billboards, Patrick, I think, I think it was seven. We had a lot. I don't know. We had a lot. I think, I believe it was seven billboards. Um, you know, uh, we sent out, um, 20,000 flyers four different times. I think, I think that was the number. Um, you know, four different rounds, you know? So, so, I mean, you have 80,000 flyers in total going out. Um, we had the door to door passing out thing. I mean, we, we had the air waves hit plus we had the physical, right? And so that's what made it all shift where even the people that came to our church, uh, that, that was the big thing was they were like, well, you guys made such a noise and came out with such a racket they were like, we just had to come see what is this church actually about? You know what I mean? Is because they couldn't ignore, they were getting pounded in their mailboxes. They were seeing us on the billboards, social media, we were paying for promotion. Um, and then we had the boots on the ground to prove it, that this is the kind of church we're going to be. And all that combined allowed us to wear not, like like that was everything getting fed, right? You know, and so so it was both and that, that you know, so I want to make that clear. Nice. Now, Chris, when you guys were spreading the
0: word about your church, was there a consistent message that you were trying to communicate to the community about Unite Community instead of just saying, hey, Unite Community Church is here? You know, was there other was there some other message that kind of incentivized people kind of grab people's attention and be like, oh. Uh, and it's a consistent message that you could, you know, train people to share with their friends. It was a main message that you would be sharing through different marketing things. Was there a, a, a consistent message that you guys wanted to share with your community as you're getting ready for your launch?
2: Yeah. Um, so that's what was tricky to us. Um, and what we're working through now. So coming out of COVID, we're kind of relaunching churches. You know, I think, I think almost everyone is, um, so you're trying to figure out how to coin some of this stuff, but we, we started off simple, so again, um, things evolved for us right um but one of the things for us was that our vision you know I, I believe in vision you know if you have a mouth watering vision that people can grab to um, that was it so for us it, it, our our mission proper would be we're helping people discover and love who Jesus is, right and that was the thing was the key word there was discover, you know where we wanted to build a place that was safe, no matter what your orientation was, no matter what your sexual preference was, no matter what you think your gender is or what you believe about gender. Um, but the discovery piece was a big piece of it. Um, um, and so that was like our mantra of our vision that we, we put in our planter's mind. So, so it built a parameter that everyone you interact with, wherever they're at with Jesus – it doesn't matter because we're all going to be discovering together. Does that make sense? So so that's what we taught people, but then our coined phrase was Jesus people doing Jesus things, right? And then you can see why that worked because as that was being plastered, Unite Community Church, you know, um, Jesus people doing Jesus things. You know what I mean? Like they saw us doing things, right? Like it wasn't Jesus people doing worship right. You know, Jesus people – glorifying Jesus, you know, um, Jesus, people that worships Jesus, you know, it's, it's funny how much loss we get in Christianese, but our thing was, we just wanted people to look at our people doing things. Cause if they saw us doing things, you know, we knew, uh, eventually, you know, someone has someone that dies, someone goes through a divorce, you know, someone is going through an addiction, uh, someone's just looking for purpose. You know, other times, I mean, uh, just hurt Christians are looking for a safe place to be known by no one, and they're just looking for a new community. Um, so for us, we just wanted them to know, uh, man, this is a safe place to discover, and here's all that we're going to be doing is we're just going to claim the name of Jesus, Jesus people. We're going to go do Jesus things, you know. And 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 so again, uh, whether that was the best statement or not, I don't know, you know. Um, but for us, that was you know so there was a couple layers to it but everyone did a really well job like you know um creating that level playing field you know i mean because especially if you fast forward to the ipsy fest where it was kind of more of the street fair vibe um you know you had everyone come they walk up to us hey would you marry a gay person and i'm like well no, I want it, I'm happily married. You know, thank you very much. <laughs> you know, but, I, but I mean, they're like attack, you know, because, because of where their past is. Um, there's other people that are like, you know, like, uh, quote unquote prophets, you know, and they're wanting to come up and can I prophesy over you? Cause this church is going to da 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 And I'm like, Wow. I mean, but it, I mean, it's everyone, you know, and, and you have to decide, man, what, what are we doing with all that? Where are we going with all that? And we had to train our team. So uh, our, our, our team grew, it grew fast. Um, it was an exciting time, but, but we had to have that training to go to discoveries, discovery, discovery. We're going to create this level playing field and how we're going to do it is we're just going to go do Jesus things, go love people like Jesus, live like Jesus. And, and, and that's what we continue to teach on even in our, um, early stages of our church and continue to this day is that and you're probably never going to come to our church and be like oh man that was deep oh so deep you know i mean because i I just I, i think they would come and go wow that's jesus oh wow 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 that's jesus wow i want to be part of that community that's Jesus, you know, and, that, that, and that's our mantra, you know, um, and so we plaster that everywhere, and and Jesus gets a, get, you know, we, we've been asked at some of our events, so we come up with our banners helping people discover and love who Jesus is, um, and, you know, and, and people ask us to roll the banners down to cover up the name of Jesus, <laughs> so now we just help people discover and love, period, <laughs> you know, um, and, but and it's funny because a lot of churches would just fold shop and be like, well, see, that's the problem, we need to, and I'm like, look, man, Jesus lives in us. He's a spirit's in us. Like, I'll roll the banner down, cover Jesus' name because you can't cover him up in me. You know, if it puts us on the campus and in the schools and with people and op- give them an open door to discover, if our church is right, all they're gonna find is Jesus. They don't need it on a billboard. <laughs> you know what I mean? So um, so with that, that was our, our big thing is we we really kept that central message to our people is we're gonna create a level playing field of discovery. And then our mantra is Jesus people doing Jesus things. Jesus people doing Jesus things. It was on our vision videos. Everything was simply that.
0: Yeah. So thank Yeah. Thanks, Chris, for sharing about, you know, training your team. Um, I think that's another mistake church planters sometimes often make is they forget that personal invitation is the most effective, you know, marketing method, you know, oh, personal yeah. invitation. Um, and some church planters, you know, we kind of maybe forget that or we think, okay, we'll invite friends. But You got to train your team to how to invite their neighbors, how to invite their coworkers, how to invite their friends, how when you're having a, you know, you're having a street fest and you've got people coming up to you, you got to be able to train those people who are there to be able to have conversations and, you know, deliver that message, have that message that, okay, this is who we're about. This is what we're all about. We're about Jesus. We're about doing Jesus things. Um, And don't just assume like, okay, they know it and they're going to be able to do it. Uh, But we, you know, we encourage church planters sometimes to train and kind of even do role playing you know, actually practice having a conversation with people, um, to somebody that they even know and just go through it. So they're confident with that conversation. Um, so thanks for mentioning that. Uh, Mm -hmm. sometimes it gets often overlooked. We kind of just assume people know how to do we assume our teammates are doing it. Um, but oftentimes they need a little training in that encouragement.
2: Well, well, I'll I'll tell you this much. They need a lot of training. (laughs) I'll tell you that because generally speaking, the people on your church plant, they're the more, uh, uh, the nicest way to put it, the apostolic called Christians. You know what I mean? But but they're 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 the one. They're wild. You know I mean they they want to put their imprint on your church, and you as the primary leader need to put your imprint. The thing God planted in your heart. You know, and and so that's a so your your mantra, or whatever you're training them up, it should be a thing that people as a leader start to bemoan you when you get on your horse and like, oh here's Chris soapbox. so Covering love with Jesus. Is. Jesus, people doing Jesus things. Here we go again. I gotta listen to the same speech again. When they're rolling their eyes at you is when they finally got it. And until they roll their eyes at you, keep pounding it. Pound 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 it more. Pound it more. And when it's beat to death, bury that sucker in the grave and pound it again. Because <laughs> then, when you launch your church and all these new people come, guess what you'll be doing pounding the vision into them again, or they're going to steal your church, steal your vision. You're going to wake up and go, what the heck? We started right and ended wrong. Pound the vision, pound the vision, pound the vision. Sorry. That's a whole nother thing. (laughs) Well,
0: I just want to remind our audience, if you have any questions about church planting by marketing, feel free to ask those, put them in the chat. We'll hopefully get to them. But Chris, another question that I have for you is as you're thinking about, okay, we've got to get the word out about our church. Um, you know, one thing church planters sometimes do is they aren't the best at delegating. They kind of do everything themselves. Can you share, was there, were there other people on your team that helped you with, you know, whether it be social media, whether it be with developing a marketing campaign, were there other people on your team that you were able to delegate some responsibility to, to help you spread the word? Yeah.
2: Oh yeah. 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 If you as the leader, um, um, don't have a team around you, uh, you're in trouble, and ultimately, I, I mean, a whole nother theological disposition. I think you're failing as a pastor, but that's again a whole nother thing. But, uh, but yeah, we had an awesome team. So, if you go look, um, go to unitecommunitychurch.com or or go to YouTube, Unite Community Church, whatever, uh, Facebook, um, you'll see all sorts of arts. And where we started was, man, we've had awesome arts from the beginning. I mean, I mean, unbelievable arts, and it's because um, we started to delegate and I delegated that quickly to people that knew what the heck they were doing. Okay. Um, some of it is, I don't know how to do it and I don't want to. Okay. I don't, I don't really want to sit around and do that kind of stuff, but, but, but yeah, so what we did was we we found, uh, a social media person that was like their role and job was to work obviously in conjunction with me and the rest of the church, but they were going to be responsible for it. And still to this day, that's how we operate and run our church. Um, We also had a creative arts director that was like holding a brand, right? Um, So our color is blue um, and that's, and it is a specific color blue. It's not just royal blue or off blue. Like it's actually uh, the closest it's a, it's alteration of IBM blue. I don't know if you know that. But it's because uh, blue is a symbol of relational, right? And so um, anyway, but, but you have to have a theme. You know, you can't just be like, oh, this is cool graphic. Put a text over it. Oh, this is cool. And you're left, right, up and down. We built a brand, a theme, a feel to all of our stuff. Um, for us, I think Unite is, I want to build a bright, fun culture, like not like a deep, poetic, dark culture. I want to build bright, happy. It's kind of how my personality is. Um, so yeah, so we delegated all of that to a team and as a leader, um, you have to work with the team. Okay. Meaning, uh, you have to allow them freedom to create, otherwise you'll smother them, you know? So, but for us, we did, we had, uh, I got Josh Bellers, uh, one of my best friends in the world. Um, he put our brand together, our logo together. Uh, he's a marketing genius in a lot of ways, you know, um, he had a lot of great ideas, you know, things that i never even thought of. Um, and, and, you know, to this day, he works for, uh, Russell productions. It's a production company in Ann Arbor. Um, but he helps major companies market, you know, um, even as we're relaunching our church for this, um, I'm seeking out people in our church that are marketers, you know, and that, that know what they're doing, um. You know, because if you, you know, and this is key, when you think of getting the word out in marketing, you have to ask the ultimate question, who am I trying to reach? Again, if your answer is everyone, here's, your, here's what you will result in, getting no one. Okay, that's just the reality. You have to decide, determine, who are you marketing to? Um, for me right now, I think what every church in America should be marketing to right now in relaunch COVID should be marketing to displaced Christians and frustrated humans. I think that should be our target audience, you know, because every church, every church in America is down in attendance. Okay. I don't believe there's that many people that are just, you know, de-Christianizing themselves, you know, deconstructioning their faith. No, I think they just got out of rhythm and out of habit, you know? And so we need to really be thinking through, how do we re-engage and get them to understand the importance of the congregation? I mean, there are, again, I can't exaggerate this, tens of thousands, probably millions across America of displaced Christians. They're just out of the habit. And they know, like I, I coach a baseball team. Uh, multiple families are like, they know I'm a pastor. Yeah, man, I really need to get back into church. We, were, we went every week, contributed had small groups in their homes. This is a true story. That's that small group in their home. And you ask, well, why'd the small group go away? It's COVID. You know, I mean, we just, we're tired from wearing masks every day. We were just bogged down. We thought, well, we'll take a break. And then the break led to, well, we're going to miss this Sunday and watch it online. Well, then we oops, forgot to watch it online. The weather's nice. Oh, now they're here. They are going, you know, I used to, tithe. I used to have a small group in my home. I used to attend church every Sunday. And now they're just on the sidelines. And, and you're going, how do you how do you reach that person? And again, you're going, well, they're already saved. Yeah, I get that. But that's why the second element is the frustrated human. And the one that just is apathetic wanting, you know, but, but you, you have to decide what's your target. And then I'm telling you, beg God, pray to God, find people that know what they're doing to market towards them. You know, find a team. Um, because if, if, if you're called to lead the church and shepherd the church, most likely your gift is leadership, probably not marketing creativity. Now you're creative for, okay, you're a pastor, you're creative. I get that. You write sermons. You're so creative. I get that. But, but there are guys and girls in the world that live and breathe that stuff. And again, you uh, email me, Chris at unite or passion for planning. But I mean, th- th- there are. There are profiles put together already. There's there's things in place to help you if you have no one. But I'm telling you, find someone because that was one of the very best things we did was I like, I gave ideas and I was the overseer of things, but then I let our creative team run with it. And man, we just lucked out with my buddy, Josh, my wife, Tracy, um, they're just geniuses. I mean, geniuses, and they really helped us out a ton. Yeah,
0: thanks, Christopher. I, I do think that sometimes church planters sometimes get a little overconfident yeah in their abilities of thinking okay i'm i'm creative so i i know how to do the marketing thing they sometimes overestimate yeah their their ability or their aptitude in that realm and sometimes i mean sometimes it's kind of fun to be in that creative space and so you want to be in that but that might not be you know the best use of your time as a leader and obviously god has probably gifted and has other, has other people with more experience and so yeah sometimes you just have to have the humility and say all right even though maybe I want to spend more time in this this probably isn't the best use of my time. And I'm probably robbing some people of, you know, them using their gifts and passions oh, yeah. um, benefit the church. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And thanks also for mentioning, you know, I, that was a great thing about thinking about who is your target audience, who are the people in your community that you're trying to reach? Um, Cause that's important when you're thinking about, okay, what's the message that we want to communi- communicate to those people. Because yeah. you want to have a message that resonates with them, something that connects with them. I was when I was up in Michigan, uh, driving up to the Upper Peninsula a few weeks ago. I remember driving. I think I was on seventy-five, and I drove past this church, and they had like a billboard up that says "You Matter." For sure, that was their, their that was their message. They wanted they wanted their community to know that you matter. And so I don't know if maybe in that community there's a lot of people who struggle with significance, yeah. um, but, but perhaps I mean, perhaps that's something that there's a felt need in their community, and so they've got a met a marketing message of. You matter. Um, you know, maybe there are people in your community that, yeah, they're 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 lonely. And so your marketing message could have something to do with community and how you belong here or, you know, you're, you're not alone. Um, so you got to kind of think about, yeah, what are those frustrations um, in your target community? And then how do you craft, you know, that message to be able to say, hey, you know, the, the gospel like, you know, has an answer for that we want to be able to help you answer that question in your life. And so kind of, you know, asking that question, yeah. what are those felt needs um, and the, the questions that people in your community are wrestling with, and then, you know, create a message to be able to share with your community.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's cool. There's message and medium. We've kind of been kicking around both again, if you're joining us at this late point, uh, throw your questions in in the chat. Um, Chris, I want to ask you um, well with this background i'm convinced that there's no magic silver bullet as far as medium goes there's not one you know like online or or physical or whatever medium that's going to work in all cases how did you go about kind of figuring out um what would work in um in your context there in michigan uh you mean in terms of marketing right yeah exactly like you know like we're going to be on Instagram versus Facebook or we're going to do the mailers or whatever it is that you settled on. uh, There's a thousand things that you could do kind of, how did you settle on those things?
2: Yeah. Well, some of it, like I said, we nailed some things, missed some things. I mean, I I think that's trial and error. Um, um, And so again, I think one is you just want to make a list of the, the the messages you pay attention to. Okay. You like your life circle, I think is number one. Um, And then the second thing, I mean, and again, this sounds so simple, but I, I think look at what other successful businesses are doing in your area to get their word out, right? And so I think the one thing you don't want to do is look at Apple, okay? I, I mean, you're never going to keep up with Apple because you don't have an iPhone, okay? You don't have a product the world is yearning for your next generation to come out with. Okay. You just, you just don't. Okay. In fact, people are almost a little bit jaded about the next generation church. Oh, another pop-up. Oh, another non-denominational. Oh, you know, I mean, they're just, it's kind of how it is. So I would pay attention to like, what, what is your, know what are successful businesses or organizations in your community doing to reach people and get their word out. Right. And so I would think what's unique to your neighborhood, your city, your community and I would ask the question, how did I know they existed? And whenever that is, that avenue is, I would go there, okay? Um, and then second thing I would do is really lean into social media right now. Um, again, I know it's like overdone and saturated, and I get that. But at the same point, um, dollar for dollar, it's the cheapest and best way to get your your word out. I mean, it just is, I mean, as much as it's like, people are um, pushing against social media or whatever, like everyone's addicted to it still, you know? Um, and, and so you got to figure out, and again, this is how I'd go, what social media you pick, right? Um, our church generally tends to trend Facebook more than Instagram or uh, any of the other ones. Um, but the reason why is because, and this would be the challenge is go meet people in your community, and how they communicate to each other through social media okay so like my neighborhood okay for example I just helped a family move in up five doors down uh, as I'm moving them last night at 10 o'clock at night I put the last thing in their house and they're like hey do you know about the community barbecue in our sub and I'm like no what are you talking about she's like yeah on Facebook our community sub has a Facebook. I never it. I don't go on it. I probably should. But the point is, she's like, the Facebook said they're doing this. Well, all I know is that she's holding a little baby in her hands, about nine months old, okay? She has a nine-month-old baby in her hands. I'm going, I want to reach young families. What platform is the young family using that's down the street from me? Okay, and again, that goes into the snowball effect of churches you can't just say what is my church using and how i get the word out to my church okay because y'all might be using i don't know like myspace you know and it's the coolest thing here. Reinvent it. my church is gonna that's what we all use you know it's like well it's great but the rest of your neighbor next door what do they use you know and so you gotta to be a good marketing person and market your church you have to be in the neighborhoods you know, like, like I am a huge proponent, huge fan of serving the community through coaching. Okay, my kids are in sports. Uh, I coach all of them because, man, you just meet regular families. Who, who, who are the normal people, you know, that are throwing baseballs? Well, you're going to figure that out real quick by being a baseball coach. You know, what avenues, platforms, uh, where do they friend week request you at? You know, like a lot of the baseball families – uh, you know, and hockey—we're a hockey family. So, so both families choose Facebook. So, our—I know the younger generation, the college kids, are generally more towards Instagram and that kind of thing, and we utilize that to a degree. But where we spend our dollars is Facebook because, again, our target is young families that have been dechurched, okay? Especially, and this is like pointed for right now, like like dechurched from COVID, you know, displaced Christians. And or frustrated. So so that's our level. So we pick Facebook, but it's because that's what my neighbors are on. That's the reality, you know. Um, so it's not necessarily finding the coolest. What's the what's Gen Z doing? You know, TikTok. I'm gonna dance as a pastor and pop and lock. I, I, don't, I mean, good luck. That's I mean, cool. You go, if your market's, you know, <laughs> 15 year olds, that's great. I mean, probably hire a youth pastor do a youth church though. So. <laughs> but if you want to pay the bills and get young families uh in ann arbor michigan it tends to be uh facebook still
0: mm. nice and now um is there anything that you're doing now um for marketing you, you know you're already launched but you're still trying to continue to get the word out like what are some things that you consistently do these days
2: yeah so um uh, it's for for me okay it's so simple i think if you could think this way as a leader is don't stop doing the things you did to get your church up and running. Okay, so for us, we're going to innovate the, the the like the the message to a degree. We're going to update things with culture. We're going to have new targeted audiences, but we have seasons where you know in our fall launch, uh, we do a fall launch every year where we basically relaunch our church every year. Okay, Like our church, when you say we're relaunching it, it don't matter if we're on year 15 or year two, um, we're relaunching. Um, And what we do is we try to designate monies in our budget uh, throughout the year in a savings account to then be able to have the monies to remarket to begin with. Okay, So we do our big give every year on our birthday. So uh, we open a new church, uh, a new campus um, in the Detroit area where we're from. Um, that community is going to do a big give, and we're going to impact that community just like we did. Okay, we're going to do the serving events. Um, so, we did the back to school, or uh, we did uh, the Ipsy Fest, remember the street fair kind of things at the end of summer. We did some back to school stuff to get it in, in September. We're doing all that in the new community, and we're going to continue to do it in Ipsy, Ann Arbor area where we're from. And so, those two wheels just keep spinning. And the cool part is, as you go, well, that might seem boring, but what isn't boring is that if your church is growing, you get to double the impact. But here's what's really cool is if you get better attendance and you get to double the price tag, you get to double, you know, like, like one of my big things, man, I cannot wait. Like we partner mainly with schools. I can't wait till like we're such a big church that it's like, oh yeah, see the wing of that school. Like, yeah, yeah. The special needs wing. You know, like the whole building. They're like, "Yeah, the building. Yeah, we built that." What do you mean you built it? Yeah, like million dollars in one year, bam. You know, I and mean, that's the vision I have to go. And everyone's like, "What? You just gave it? Yeah, yeah. I went before a school board, gave a million dollar check, bam. There it is. You know, like here's a year, just bam. Just go. Um, obviously that's huge dreams, but uh, but that's that's my dream. And I'm telling you, you just do, you keep doing those types of things, uniting with the community while doing the marketing. Um, we're still doing mailers this year. Um, still outside of personal invitation, the most effective marketing piece that we've had was mailers. Like when people fill out, "How'd you hear about us?" Um, uh, it's personal invitation, invitation, uh, social media, and then mailers. So in terms of physical printable materials, it's still mailers. Um, I've, I've actually billboards. I don't know if we're doing them because no one's ever checked a billboard box. <laughs> you know like how'd you hear of us billboards bam um i mean it, it hits the airwaves and gives you a presence so um uh yeah i had this fun idea um our our team because we have a team has stopped me um but i i thought it'd be cool to have some cool billboards that are like like cut through the noise you know like um I don't know, like cannabis and weed got legalized in Michigan. So I was like, man, can we play off that? Because they're all over in, especially in Ann Arbor. Like every billboard is a weed band, billboard. So I'm like, maybe we could do something like, you know, get you higher than weed. Unite community church. I don't know. I don't know. We, that's why we have teams. <laughs> these are bright terrible ideas. Don't do that. <laughs> but my point is, is I'm going, here's these pop-up companies that are everywhere. This is what they're doing. I should probably do what they're doing, you know? Um, anyway, but that's just how my brain works is I, I, you got to think of marketing as, as fun uh good, but I just think if you rinse and repeat what you did to get you going, you're uh, usually in a pretty good spot. Nice. All right.
0: Well, thanks, Chris. We've, we've hit our time. So, I just want to say, hey, um, exponential thanks exponentials for what you're doing Um, we do have exponential regionals coming up this fall so coming to a different city near you we're hosting one here in the washington dc area so if you are in our area we'd love to see you there we've got one in chicago houston southern california the bay area san francisco area so go to the exponential exponential exponential.org website for more information and to register Um, we'd love for you to come and, and be in person and meet you face to face yeah Um, also, uh, our passion for planting, you know, Chris, we said, Chris went through our residency program, our distance residency program, we're getting ready to to launch our next one in September. So we're accepting applications. And so go to our website, church-planting.net slash residencies to learn more about that residency program and, uh, be part of it and be someone church planter and get some good training. Um, before we leave, I want to wrap us up with a word of prayer um pray for chris and pray for all of you guys that are, are tuning in today so let's pray
2: oh, before you pray though i need everyone to do me a favor i want you to email brooks.hayman at exponential.org and say we want chris to guest speak in california because his family needs a vacation so do that and then uh maybe maybe, maybe i'll see you at the regional in california baby we're going on a vacation that'd be great so get to those regionals <laughs>
0: Nice. All right, here, let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for today. Thank you for uh, Chris and the vision that you've given to him and his family, but also the team that you've placed around him, um, so that they can impact lives and they can, um, you know, unite with community and help people love and and follow Jesus. God, I pray that you would um, be with everyone who tuned in today and uh, just inspire us to continue to. Be just open-handed with our resources, open-handed with the message of the gospel that you've given to us so that, you know, our churches, but more importantly, you are not um, kept in the dark, kept in the secret, but um, your light shines brightly through us into our community, God. So, uh, God, we love you, and uh, we just ask for your your leading. It's Mm -hmm. in your son Jesus' name that we pray. Amen.